Greetings and welcome to a brand new episode of Out The Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are back for another new show. We are getting to the end of the year and I'm very delighted to say that this will be my final artist interview of 2020. So we are closing season two of Out The Box Talks, which has been Probably my most consistent, no, no, not probably, actually has been my most consistent year doing Out the Box since we've been doing this in, in back in 2009. And I'm just really excited to have our next guest on the show today. I'm really, really loving the movement she has going, you know, been following, you know, her music for a few years now and, and really excited to hear that she has released her official debut album entitled As I Am. So um, without further ado, I want to welcome to our Out the Box Talks listening audience, sister hailing from the south side of Chicago, none other than the MC, Brittany Carter. Welcome to Out the Box. Hey, what's up, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, Brittany. How are you? I'm great. I'm having a great day. I, I can't complain. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. I want to talk a lot about this new album, As I Am. This is episode 57. I forgot to mention to our listeners earlier. And like I said, man, this is my last interview of 2020. So I think it's a really great way to close out the, the podcast series and the interviews series uh, with you and, and, and just all the dope stuff that you got going on, you know. So um, I really um, want to just give you big ups on this project. It's a, it's a, it's a short project, but it, it's just really dope from beginning to end. So before we jump into that, I do want to give our listening audience an opportunity to get to know a little bit about your background Talk to us a little bit. Tell us um, what initially made you want to pick up a pen and become an MC. Like, where did this all begin? Man, um, that, that story goes uh, a while back. I, I've been writing all my life. Uh, my mom got me a journal, like, probably when I was, like, five or six. Wow. And <laughs> that's just something I've been, like, I, I wasn't really doing music until 2015. But I've been, like, journaling and writing and reading, like, my whole life. And so I think, like, my love of music and the fact that I, I wrote so much kind of, it made sense to me later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to say, like, I, I dropped out of college um, because I, it just wasn't something I was passionate about. I was going to school for early childhood development because my mom owns a daycare. And so my mindset at the time was like, okay, I'm going to just take over her business, you know. Right, <laughs> and right. after that. I'm like, okay, I'm not really passionate about this. I got to find something that I'm like, you know, like that I love. And so I dropped out of school and I took a painting class. Um, I was taking drawing classes and I found out about this place up north um, in, here in the city called Young Chicago Arthurs and they were doing like writing workshops. And so I'm like, let me check this out. And that's, that's how I kind of got started. <laughs> wow. So you you always were writing from young. That that's pretty cool to know that you you know you were starting to have the wheels rolling with just your your exercise of writing. 
I think I read about you uh, wanting to go the childcare route. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about that later on. That's pretty interesting too, how you jump from that to um, emceeing in, in, in a career. Mm-hmm. When I when I first found out about you was via social media. I believe it was on Facebook or IG. I'm not sure which platform, but I would see like these freestyle videos of you rhyming over some like really soulful boom bap beats that you know hip hop heads were generally already familiar with. Uh, how did that successful strategy of these social media videos come into play? <laughs> Uh, so random. <laughs> um, so, okay. I was doing, I've been doing them for a while, but in the beginning I wasn't like getting any views. And I think it was mostly because of like location wise, like where I was recording. Mm. And, um, my, one of my closest friends, he was like, Hey, like won't for this next video, why don't like you let me record it? Cause I was just recording it on my own. Like just, you know, setting a camera up somewhere random and recording it. He was like, you should let me record you. And we'll just pick, you know, a location. And that's how literally, like, the first one went viral. I think that was over. I did, like, the hard part, too. Uh, oh, okay. I had, like, wrapped over a Kendrick one. Okay, and that yeah, was, like, yeah. the very first one that gave me, like, any real traction. And so from there, I was just like, okay, I'm going to just find, like, some Dilla beats. <laughs> and I'm going to just rap over them. And we just kept posting them online. Wow. How'd you, who put you on the Dilla? Like, how did you know which beats, you know, was going to, give that impact that soulful boom bap impact like what's your history in terms of um being put onto those types of sounds um well the the hip hop that i listen to um that's that's just kind of like what i what i like i, I like uh pac i like nas i like jay like all the early like 90s i like lauren and so dillo he, he even though he's not like you know the same i guess but right. I don't know. I was just YouTube. I was YouTube and stuff, finding different instrumentals. It took me a while to figure out, like, okay, like these Dilla joints are like perfect for me. It, I was rapping over some, some other type stuff, whatever I could find, really on YouTube. And when once I like got in the groove, like, oh snap, wait, this Dilla one and this Dilla one. I'm just like, okay, this this goes perfect with my voice. Wow. I was gonna ask you, how did you know that that was perfect for you? Like, wh- at what point did you you were like, oh wow, this like. This actually enhances what I'm have to, what I have to offer as a lyricist. Like the the I would I would practice just rapping over like different beats, uh-huh. and when I realized like my the, the tone of my voice just sound good with that like sonically to me, uh, versus like just finding some other joints online like those sound good, but yeah. the other ones I don't know, <laughs> they just different. And I'm just like yeah, sonically this this goes perfectly. And so like after I would record myself, I would listen back, and I'm just like yeah, this is it. Yeah. I think it's dope um, when you're able to recognize and know what works for you, right? Like, I think we live in a time where, you know, there's this there's this mentality of, oh, you know, I want to try, I want to experiment, I want to do all these types of things. But I think it's also cool when you're able to find something that fits and it just it just flows with, you know, with your tone, like you said, you know, so that's dope. So I want to talk about this album, right? you know, as I am, how do you finally feel to like put out your debut album? How does it feel finally to get this out? Man, it feels great. Yeah. Uh, of course, I feel like, like any other artist, I was stressed in the beginning, like, man, I just hope people receive this well, mm-hmm. but just having it out, 
it just feels good creatively because it just it, it helps me realize like what I'm capable like of making, like what what I'm what I'm capable of actually doing. I think like I was like in my head a lot because you know I was just wondering. I know how it sounds to me, but you know you never know what the outside reception is going to be like. And so once like people once I realized that people were feeling the same way I felt, I'm like okay, like it just feels like a, a confirmation of like what I could do creatively. So it just kind of like helps push me. Nice. So. In relation to the artwork, right, on the album cover, it, it shows you looking through a handheld mirror, and it looks like there's a glow-up mattress in the foreground. That same mirror shows, like, a portion of your face, um, you know, and you have makeup on and hair and braids. I'm kind of going into the details. But just talk to me about the cover art and all of the elements on the cover art. Like, like what does it have to do with the actual title as i am um well the the funny part is nothing really it just it kind of <laughs> has like it, it, it aligned together it is kind of like fell together really um i had i took so many photos uh <laughs> that day um just what what i did was i took photos for every single song on the project like different outfits i oh, I, I i was trying to i was trying to you know find find the mood for each song like with my outfit and that was just like that particular photo was just one of the ones and I was just like, Oh, like this will be perfect for the cover art. Okay. And I don't even think I had the title for the project yet. That was just like, when I seen that one, I was just like, yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Dope. I'm always curious to know like the connection between what art is being chosen and how it relates to the actual theme of the project. But that's cool. That's cool. So the first song on the album is entitled I ain't God. Mm-hmm. pretty pretty dope song probably like a really great opener song because it might be my favorite song on the album it just hits so well talk to me about that track what is the sentiment you wanted to express in the song like you have a line where you say um exposure i don't need exposing that i'm fraud exposing all my imperfection showing my ain't god can you clarify exactly oh you know, what you were trying to express in that line and the greater meaning of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like, well, I feel like a lot of uh, how people look at celebrity culture is like a little unhealthy. Well, not a little, it's just unhealthy. And like a, a lot of people view, they put they put celebrities or just like people who create on, on these high pedestals. And I was, I really just wanted to say like, I'm no different from anybody else. Like I have all of these imperfections, like all these things you can't see because you don't really know me, you know, like I- I'm no different from, you know, like the person you might not like. And, right. and that's the kind of, you know, what I wanted to, 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 to put, to put out. Dope. I figured so. I just wanted to get your expression of it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The second line, are you saying exposing what's the, what are you actually saying? Is it fraud or flawed? Uh, fraud. For, I knew it was fraud. I'm like, <laughs> but I was trying to make the connection. I was like, is it fraud? <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, it's fraud. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, showing your imperfections that you're you're just like anyone else out there. So the beats on the album are very soulful and cohesive in sound. Who actually contributed the production on the album? Was it like one producer or an actual collective of producers? Oh, it was it was uh, it was a handful. So the the main person though uh, was Scud One. 
Oh, he, shout out to he Scud did one. majority. He did majority of the uh, of the of the joints, and I'm like, he he sent me a pack, and I'm like, yo, like this is I didn't even know the dude. Like <laughs> we what? had never met each other. Um, he said, yeah, he sent me a pack, and I'm like, yo, like you mind if I use these like for a project? <laughs> and he's just like, sure. <laughs> That's and dope. so once I I realized like okay, these are the songs I want to I wanna put in. Like, these are the songs I want to use for the project. I just started writing to those. and But I also have a few others. Like, I have one from Ill Brown, uh, one from Air Porter, and there's another producer by the name of Element. Dope, dope. But majority is Scud. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Scud One. I did, I did an interview with him years ago, him and Denmark Vesey. They had a group together. Um, I think yeah. it might have been. They might have put out a couple projects under that name. I haven't. I haven't heard much from him as of late, and I c- it could just be me not connected to what's happening with him. But that's pretty dope to hear that he contributed to this project. So impactful. yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and you. I'm sure you've met him by now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I didn't know who he was. I'm like, yo, who is this dude? He sent me so many beats, and I'm like. Okay, and so I think we decided to meet up at some, um, it was like some some performance here in the city. I forgot where. It was somewhere downtown Chicago. And that was like my, my first time actually meeting him. That's what's up. So there's a singer on the album that you collaborate with a lot. Her name is Olive Blue. Am I saying it correct? Olive Blue. Olive Blue. <laughs> I didn't say I got to ask. Yeah. Um, she shows up a number of times on this album, and her vocals really complement the project. Tell us a little bit about Olive Blue and um, why it was important for you to have her presence so strongly on the album. Um, so I'm I didn't meet Olive Blue. I saw Olive Blue perform. I want to say a couple years ago, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> who is this? Like, this is this is insane." And I had always wanted to work with her. And a couple years down the road, we ended up joining the same collective. And I want to say at the top of 2019 was our first time actually creating a song together. And it went so well that when I was creating my project, I was like, yeah, like all the, all the singing parts I like that I, that I hear on here. I just like, let her do whatever she wanted. (laughs) I was like, here, like take, take these. You know, you guys sound so good together that I wouldn't be surprised that if you guys put out a collabo project together, like that would be something in the future. Is that something you guys are thinking about? We are. <laughs> we are. Like we, we create so well together. Um, just like from, from the first time we were in the studio together. And I'm like, okay, like this makes perfect sense. So like when the time permits itself, you know, I know she's working on her own stuff, but the, the plan is to definitely like do a, do a joint uh, project together. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely here for it. So um <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that when it does release. So on your song All I Want, you talk about the things you want to achieve in your music career, but you also talk about some of the things that you weren't aware of in the process. Even though mm-hmm. you're still young in your career, what would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions you've had? regarding your position or role in the music business thus far? Well, I, I think in the beginning, I, I put so much pressure on myself as far as like creativity goes, because this is all like super brand new to me, even though I've been like writing my whole life, I haven't been writing music my whole life. 
And so <laughs> I, I really was brand new, like, I'm and like, and still, like, it's only been all, like almost five years that I've been like actually creating music. Mm. And so I, I think in the beginning, I, I held myself back a little because I was always wondering, like, well, if I can't freestyle, then like, does I like, am I an MC? You know, like, it was mm-hmm. like a constant battle. Like, mm. I got all these all these ideas or like all these things that people are saying, you know, and I wasn't really, you know, like trying to figure things out for myself or how I felt about things. And mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the things I had misconceptions about, it was really because I just didn't spend enough time trying to answer these questions on my own, just like relying on what other people, mm-hmm. you know, label or MC to be or whatever the case may be. Interesting. So far, what, what would you say has been like the greatest learning lesson for you up until this point in your career? Uh, the greatest learning lesson, I would have to say to just, like, trust my gut. Um, and as far as, like, creating with people or not creating with people, um, just trust in your first mind. I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people may want to, you know, have all their 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 questions answered by somebody, but I, I've learned to just trust my gut, especially when it just comes to working with people, especially like business, you know, opportunities or it's like saying no to certain things. You know, I, I, I think that's, that's my biggest thing. That's a good place to be at. So you have another track. I and mean, as you can see, I'm kind of going through some of the songs on the album and really just tapping into some of the messages I get in it on Cole is us. You have a line where you say, Picture me compromising, selling ass. Picture me goofy just to get a bag. Everybody got a role to play, but mine was never that. I thought it was dope that you <laughs> recognized your role independent of what anyone else is doing. But uh, expound on why that was never your role. Like, what created the foundation of integrity and self-respect for yourself? Well, I feel like I could only create like who I am, you know, like I can't create this, like a fake image of myself, like to appease, you know, other people. And I was just saying like, like a lot of people ask me how I feel about like Megan or like Cardi or whatever. And a lot of people don't know I listen to that stuff. Like (laughs) there's like, you know, I have playlists for these, 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 these artists, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a time and place for everything, but also like everyone isn't the same. Like everybody can't play the same role because we aren't all the same people. And so I, it was just saying like, I coming into like the industry is like, I'm already aware of like who I am. And as far as like creating music that's outside of my lane, that's just not really for me. But if somebody else want to go that route, like that's just on them. I'm just not playing that role. Mm. Yeah. I could definitely dig that. What what's the feedback been from like you know and I know this year has been with the pandemic so you ha- haven't gotten a chance to do sh- like physical shows, but prior to this year when you're out there performing or you're interacting with fans who are actually females that may listen to your music or even some males like what what's the feedback do you usually get in terms of how your music inspires other people? Um. It's funny because a lot like when I'm when I'm out performing at venues and stuff before like when I'm on stage before I even open my mouth I think a lot of people assume that I sing (laughs) (laughs) just because I guess the way I look and it's pretty funny Um, but but the reception is really like really dope Um, even early on before I was like really taking it seriously uh, 
just the fact that people listen, like, and I have something to say, it just means a lot to me. You know, mm-hmm. there could there were times when, you know, I was dropping stuff on SoundCloud and was getting like maybe five plays, you know? So it, it just feels good to be able to create the content that I want to make and people are actually listening and sitting with it. Dope, dope. If you had to just like give, give a, I guess a given example of some feedback that you've gotten from like a fan, like what would you say is some of the best things you've heard in terms of how your music has connected with people? Oh, with this project, a few people have reached out and told me that, um, like they like the entire thing, like no skips all the way through. And I'm just nice. like, okay, perfect. Cause that's what I was that. going for. <laughs> yeah. I could agree with that. I, there's no, there's really no skips on this. You know, you could listen like right through. There are some skits as in S K I T S right. Um, on it. Uh, and that and that even kind of flows seamlessly with the album. What was the process of actually putting this project together? Did you like see it through step by step, or did you like put like random tracks together and kind of just kind of like narrow down? Like, how did you go through the process of creating this? So, um, Scud sent the sent the 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 batch of songs first and so i was able to actually pick out all the ones i wanted from him like right away and i think once i realized how many songs i wanted i'm just like okay i could do seven songs and I, the skits came later okay. but i was like i want to do seven songs and i think i only maybe had like what five scud joints and so i was just like all right okay i just need to find like find the other missing pieces because i he kind of like set the foundation for the project. And so I needed to find other instrumentals that like were in that same lane. And so air Porter was, I ain't God joined. Then I found element who was a track number eight with Navarro. Um, and ill Brown, the all I want joint and everything just fit so perfectly. And so once I got all the instrumentals together, I pretty much wrote everything like one by one. Mm. Um, not in any specific order, but, Whatever instrumental I was feeling, I was just like, okay, this is the one I'm writing to right now. And I would just finish the whole song out and then move on to the next one. Nice. So as I said earlier, like you're, and you actually alluded to it first, you know, when you rap on certain beats, you notice that it just fits well with your tone, right? And like I said, on this project, you know, your rap, when you rap, your flow just really complements the beat. And and I think with other beats that you've chosen as well, right? It really comes across smoothly over your often soulful melodic beat selections. What would you say provides that ease of flow for you? Like, just from a lyrical standpoint, how are you able to exhibit such an ease of flow? Um, I think because, like, when I'm listening to, like, the more soulful joints, it feels like a, not a lot is going on, so I could do whatever I want on it. That's mm, how it feels. Got it. Like, okay, like, there's there's not a lot going on here. Like, I could just, <laughs> I could just, like, spaz out. <laughs> that's how it feels, like, when I'm actually writing. Dope, dope. And that's, a, that's an interesting point. I'm curious to know, like, then what it would sound like if you if you came with a different type of beat, right? And I'm not telling you to, to switch up, but it, it I often hear a lot of artists say, um, you know, I kind of let the beat dictate where I'm going to go with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's the same thing. So that makes sense, you know, listening to 
what the uh, the beat is actually saying to you, and then it's translating the flow. Yeah, that's why like it's important to build with a producer. I feel like because you know you get to see where they are, like where where they were when they create this, and I think that plays a large process in the writing part too. Because like this instrumental was saying something, like they they had a feeling when they when they made it, and so like most times when I'm when I'm hearing it, I, I try to like catch that feeling. Dope. So on on um your track happens so fast. You have a line where you say. Y'all confident in me, but still I need more evidence. Now, there's a saying that as individuals, we're often our biggest critiques, right? But beyond mm-hmm. that, why do you feel like you needed more evidence? Like, what was that mindset all about? Despite you getting all the love and support for your artistry, why do you feel like you needed more evidence? Um, I, I think one thing about me is I'm a perfectionist. Okay. And so <laughs> this being my first project, I was measuring this up to like my favorite artist first project. Like Lauren Hill came out with the miseducation. You know what I'm saying? Like I got you. What? You know? The standards were really <laughs> so high I'm, for you already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like being a fan of these great writers, you know what I'm saying? Like great performers. Like it just felt like just a weight, like, okay, I hear what y'all are saying, but <laughs> I gotta I gotta see it for myself. Wow. I think that speaks to your excellence as an artist. But do you find that sometimes getting in the way of Hell yeah. <laughs> progress? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, right? Like, not so much anymore. Like, I-, I feel better about it now, you know. But these are, like, all emotions I was going through, like, prior to me, like, opening up for J-Rock or, like, prior to me first ever getting on stage like performing a poem like I wasn't even doing rap at first I was just like you know (laughs) like uh just reciting poetry that I had read just coincidentally they just happened to sound like raps you know and so it was just like all these these thoughts that I was going through and I'm just like okay like I hear what all these people are saying like they think I'm talented yeah 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 like I, I need to all these things I need to see and actually experience for myself I could dig it you know Actually, my next question, I want to actually go back to what you talked about in the in the beginning of the interview, right? Um, prior to your music career, you planning to have a career in child care. Mm-hmm. So I get that you moved on from that, right? And you, how, how many how many years in college did you do before you Man, decided like two? to? Okay, two. Okay. All right. Um, so not bad. Um, <laughs> um, do you ever, let me ask you, is that something you think you would ever go back to doing being that it's already, your mom already has that situated and you know, it's an easy path. Is that something you feel like maybe sometime down in the future you would, you would swing back to that? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. And <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. That's cool. I always just curious to know. Now I know you. Um, I think I was. I caught you on IG live one time just for a little bit, and you were talking about um, starting a book club, or something like that. You wanted to do, and so I, I learned that you are an avid reader. Oh yeah. And I I think that's pretty dope. How much has your experience with reading impacted your artistry? 
Um, I, I think a lot, you know, and I don't think uh, in the beginning I realized how much it did because I, I, I do it for leisure. Like I do it for fun. Like I, I've always enjoyed reading as a kid. Um, and it just so happens that my hobbies are like, they, they, they kind of help my career. And so, especially with this whole COVID stuff going on right now, mm-hmm. people can't really move like they want to move. Like when I read, it's like, I'm escaping, like I'm not, it don't feel like I'm at home. Like I'm experiencing some whole other world. And so sometimes like when you can't really get at, get out to experience new stuff, it's like, okay, I got this new book, <laughs> like new, new information going on. And I can kind of maybe, you know, apply something I've learned here in this book, like to, you know, the next thing I'm going to write. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a conversation. I, a topic that I had with a, with another artist in the past you know, just that idea of um, like when you read, are you are you mostly reading like the like physical books, or are you doing it digitally? Like, is it that tangibility of being able to do physical books? Is is that is that something that you connect to still? Oh yeah, I have like I have like a bookcase in my like in my crib, like just filled with books. I, I prefer not to read digital books. Um, one because it just don't feel the same and I can't highlight like <laughs> I can't bend the pages and go back like yeah this is a fire quote right. and also because I wear contacts and reading on my screen be making my eyes super dry Got so <laughs> that's another thing <laughs> but yeah I prefer like I prefer uh reading like the actual the actual books like around my birthday I had put out a like a, a book list of all the books that I had wanted for my birthday and surprisingly like, a few people had sent me some so that was pretty tight but I do want to, I'm actually in a book club. I didn't create it. Uh, one of my friends has started a book club this month. And uh, we're reading The Alchemist right now, nice. uh, which is pretty dope. Do you do you foresee yourself, and I know it still might be kind of early, but being that you have such a love and affinity for books and reading, um, which is awesome, do you foresee yourself possibly putting out a book of your own in the future? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Like later on, once I get like, you know, some more albums out and stuff, um, putting out a book of poems or I was even thinking about um, putting like the lyrics that I have because I have like all my lyrics written down or whatever, um, making like a lyric book. I think I'm going to do something like that at the top of the year, Uh, just like a small lyric book um, with just like photos and um, just like maybe some of the the actual uh, the notepads I was using when I was working on this project. I thought that would be, I think that'd be pretty dope, but I, w- I would love to put out like children's books or whatever kind of books, like <laughs> whatever's on my mind at the time or my heart at the time. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I definitely, I, I feel like because I write, you know, there's so many things I can get into uh, other than music. And so, yeah, when I'm, when I get, when I get, you know, uh, more projects out, of course, yeah. uh, that's something I'm going to definitely look into as far as just writing scripts, books, whatever. Dope, dope. So one of the things I want to say about this album, As I Am, it's like a perfect introduction to you. Like, I feel like the album has just enough to say, man, I'm looking forward to what she has next. Right. So, yeah, that's what I feel like, because I I can't front. It does feel like a little teaser, like you you drop some stuff on here. You you know, you you um, you know, you have some pretty interesting subjects. And, you know, it really brings the listener into an introduction of you. 
But it also leaves me like, okay, I want to hear more. Like, I want to hear more to your story. Like, what would you say is next for Brittany Carter and her story? Like, do you have um, another project already in the works? And what else would you like to say as far as you know right now? Um, well, I'm always, I was working on other music while I was working on the project as nice. well. <laughs> That's probably what took me so long. Um, like actually dropping it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly creating music as far as like dropping another project. I would be too soon right now. Right. Um, but, but, but definitely yeah, like, of course I'm always like, I, w- I want to keep my pen moving and I want to like stay creative, especially since I have so much free time right now. And yeah, I've just, I've just been like working on collabing with people more like other rappers. Um, and just, just trying to see like what other, what other like type of sounds that I could, I could mesh with. And so that's, that's what I've been on right now. Just creating more music, collabing, uh, with other artists and yeah. That's what's up. Listen, Brittany, I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me today. I look forward again to all the other stuff you got coming up. The, I know that the album is out on digital streaming platforms. Is it available for people to purchase, like on like iTunes and stuff like that now, or like how? What's the oh, yeah. best way for it's, people to get it's that? On if iTunes they want? and I, Dope. and I have a website and all of my bios um, where you can purchase the project directly from me uh, on our website, uh, the Loop Theory website. But yeah, it's you, it's available to purchase on iTunes too. Wonderful, wonderful. So. Listeners out there, man, if you guys are able to, you know, at least check it out. And if you feel like it's worthy, which I think is definitely worthy of a purchase, you know, go ahead and support. I'm really looking, like I said, Brittany, I'm looking forward to see what else you got in store. I think this album just really just does it in terms of introducing people to you. And and like you said earlier, you know, like a, like a fan told you, there's really no skippable songs. I feel like that the album does give that vibe. Like you can just kind of listen right through and you're like, oh, my goodness, it's over already. <laughs> you know, so again, you know, thank you so much for your time today. I wish you all the best. And we will see you all for our next show, which will not be an interview, but uh, we'll probably do our end of the year show. But this is our last artist interview of the year. And um, it's dope to have a dope Chicago artist on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you for even inviting me. You know, it was a really dope conversation. Indeed, indeed. And um, so all our listeners out there, make sure y'all go visit our website, outtheboxmedia.com. You can subscribe on that website as well. So you keep updated with all the dope things happening with Out The Box Talks. We have a Patreon page where you can get exclusive interview clips never heard before unless you're a subscriber. And uh, we also have a, a, a T-shirt clothing website where you can actually purchase some merch. And that's um, outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com. I'll put the link in the description as well um, so that you guys can get to that. So until our next show keep it locked again this is our final artist interview of the year please go back and check some of the older episodes if you guys have not gotten a chance to um we have one more show coming up which will be um our uh best albums of the year which i'm throwing that as i am up in there so look out for that show in uh, in a couple of weeks all right well probably in another week from this episode but thank you again Brittany. you have a great 
night. And again, all the best for 2021 coming up, right? Yeah, and yeah, most definitely. Thank you again. Indeed. And just like that, I want to say peace, love, and light. Stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy, stay focused. We out.